What's up, y'all? It's Kavya, and welcome back to the 36th episode of Women on the Mic. Today, I'm so excited to have Tori Van Winden, who played volleyball at Cal Poly and Florida State, with me today. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> I saw you recently traveled to Morocco, if I'm not mistaken. How was that? What was that experience like? That was once in a lifetime for sure. Um, it was actually the first time that I've been able to travel just like, well, it was still technically for work, but it was the first time that I wasn't traveling internationally for volleyball. Um, the only time I had been outside of the country prior to that has been for volleyball. So being able to be like immersed in a culture for a travel agency where like the whole point is to learn the culture, eat the food, you know, like ride camels like do things that you wouldn't do if you were playing in a tournament there so um that was really awesome opportunity that I got with Admiral Travel yeah that's awesome do you have like any other dream vacations that that are in your mind that you're kind of planning for in the future hmm well for vacation I think I would go to like those huts that are like over like in Bora Bora I don't know where they are oh I know what you're talking about the ones like that stretch out on the water oh yeah that would be so awesome exactly if that were a vacation but Morocco was actually for work even though on my Instagram it looked like vacation it was um I was interning as an ambassador for one of the travel agencies so it was just a really good work experience as well as like it felt like vacation a lot of the time so it was cool That's awesome. Um, Obviously, you know, I want to get into your volleyball and sports experience. So how did you get started with volleyball and sports as a kid? Um, So my mom, well, both of my parents were professional athletes. My dad played basketball at Cal Poly and my mom played volleyball. And then they both went on to have their separate professional careers. My dad went overseas and played in Holland and my mom um, played overseas for a little bit, but then came back and played on the domestic professional beach volleyball tour at the time, um, which like in the late eighties, early nineties, as we all know, was like hopping off. And so she was able to be a part of that. Um, and so sports was just like inevitable evolution, I guess, of the children. And so me and my sister, um, grew up, you know, being strapped to my mom's chest while she was coaching, She then coached at Sonoma State um, collegiate volleyball, and she still coaches to this day. So my whole life was like, oh, dad can't pick us up. We're in the gym with mom for the next, you know, five hours. Go play with that ball over there. So and we loved it. It was like the perfect way to get little kid energy out. But I've been playing sports of all kinds. Like sometimes we would kick the ball. Sometimes we shoot it in the hoop. Sometimes we'd play volleyball like we had endless amounts of opportunity to just play sports so it was really awesome yeah and I'm sure you played club volleyball as well growing up um I played club and high school volleyball and I like going all those tournaments is like so fun traveling with your team and all um do you have like a favorite club tournament or just memory playing club volleyball that just comes to mind Oh my gosh, that feels like such a long time ago, but I played for my mom's club Evolve and then I played for Five Stars, which was um, like a really small club at the time in Davis, California. And my sister and I, when we had moved over to that team, it wasn't until I think I was 13 and she was 14. 
Um, and we played for Debbie Kohlberg, who just the whole club experience with Debbie Kohlberg and that team of girls, we stuck together for like my entire time. Debbie was our coach the entire time. She had retired from Sac State and she was just an incredible influence on the game. Like so smart, really pushed us to be the best. And I think that we took two silver medals and one bronze medal in open at Nationals. That's awesome. Three years. Yeah. So we were, and it was just like the best part of all of it. I would say there's not like one specific moment, like obviously winning those was really cool, but actually, no, there is one moment. I don't know what, I don't know what club tournament we were at, but no one ever knew who we were. They were like five stars. Like what the heck at the time, our club had like five teams and we were the only team that like actually went and played like power tournaments. And so they would see our, like, we had we had Christmas colors it was red and green and like hideous but everyone was like who are these people they thought we were team Mexico all the time because it was black red and green yeah Um, but anyways we ended up playing against um Long Beach what was their what was their club name Uh, is you know yeah yeah which at the time was like the top dog for like the 16s division or whatever and we played them in the semis and they were totally just like not giving us the time of day they crushed us the first game mm-hmm. and then our team came back in one and three which you know in club days that's like in three mm-hmm. um <laughs> but it was like this huge celebration and we ended up getting to go to the finals but they were really pissed and all the parents i remember came up to my parents and they were like who are these girls like do do any of them have college offers like blah 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 and we were like uh yeah like half our team is going to college for volleyball no one knows us but yeah Yeah. (laughs) we love a good upset (laughs) nothing beats a good upset yeah all the time um you mentioned you know playing collegiately and I know after high school you went to UCLA and then transferred to Cal Poly um you know what went to that decision to transfer um a lot went into the decision to transfer I actually graduated high school early and then I was at UCLA for um their spring semester okay as a you know what would have been my last semester of high school and then a full year after that and in the spring I was just training with indoor um because my goal was to be a starter on the indoor team and I knew that if I went in the spring and learned the systems and got familiar with the girls then I would have a better chance and so that ended up working for me played it my freshman year played in the fall we went to an elite eight with the indoor team and I was I had started playing three rotations as a starter and then worked my way up to six rotation starter which was incredible um we had a really awesome season we beat Stanford twice and then they went and won the national championship but it was like it was just a great learning experience and then had the beach season there which obviously awesome learning experience too but basically what went into the transfer process was just a lot of um, immaturity on my end and as well as just like I was really unhappy and um, a lot of the I would say it was more the indoor program I didn't really have a great relationship with the head coach at the time I don't even know if he's still there but um, I just didn't feel like I had freedom to like play beach as much as I wanted to, as well as just the way that things were being run. There were like a lot, I don't, it's like, I've never really talked publicly about it, but basically it was just a combination of like really poor culture, I would say at UCLA indoor program. And then 
or just like not fitting with who I am and what I stand for. And then on top of that, I hated LA. I was not a fan of being in like the big city after coming from Napa. And it just felt really like intense and full on and materialistic. And like, there were so many things that made me unhappy. And I was like, you know what? Quality of life over quality of volleyball was what I thought at the time. Little did I know I was not giving up quality of volleyball. I was going to a university that in the next two years would beat UCLA. So like, it was, <laughs> it was a great transfer for me to say the least. And what went into it is that I literally had two weeks to make a decision and I wasn't released to the Pac-12. A lot of people don't know that, but they didn't release me to the Pac-12 and I didn't have time to appeal it because it was the last two weeks of school. So I was like, okay, I don't want to move across the country. The Big West is the next best, you know, conference. And Todd Rogers had just been hired as the beach volleyball coach at Cal Poly. And I was like, my sister was there. It was kind of just like the easiest move, but in the end, it turned out to be like a really smart decision. So yeah, I mean, what advice would you give people, whether that's making college decisions or just making, you know, decisions for themselves? You know, what did you learn from that experience? That is such a good question. Um, I, ever since then, have been the biggest advocate for young girls, one, taking time to make that decision. So since then, since my experience, I believe that there has been new recruiting rules in place, new conversation rules in place where you, you know, you can't commit as a 15 year old, like I did, or maybe you can, but there can't be like as much like conversation. And I, there were really like not that many restrictions back in the day when I was getting recruited. And, um, it's really easy to be like a young 15 year old and see the shiny letters of UCLA and see the pretty girls playing and be like, Oh my God, I want to do that when I, and I didn't look into anything else. They didn't have any major that I was even remotely interested in. And like, I wasn't looking into those things. I think a lot of that is like, and it wasn't that my parents weren't like guiding me in the right way. Like they were telling me those things. I was just a stubborn kid. And I was like, no, like I'm getting a full ride. You don't have any part in this decision. Like I was just this stubborn little, (laughs) you know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, And they ended up being right about it. Like my parents didn't want me to go to UCLA. That was all 15 year old me, like doing one visit to the campus. It was the only college camp I had ever been to. And I made that decision. So I, my advice is to take your spring breaks, take your summer breaks, start going and seeing colleges when you're young and ask people like reach out through Instagram. I've had tons of people reach out to me and be like, Hey, I'm at Cal Poly. Can you give me a tour? And like, that is one of the highlights of my year every single year is taking young girls or young guys who are interested in sport and I get to take them through the facilities and show them and you know introduce them to people like network for them as young kids Mm -hmm. um that would be my advice as well as just like the number one thing I always say now is like pick a college where if you weren't an athlete if you if you had a career-ending injury if you quit because you were miserable pick a school where you would be happy as a student, where you could genuinely be happy as just a student. And a lot of people are like, well, I wouldn't be happy without my sport. And I'm like, but it's such a feasible possibility that no one ever talks about. Like I had an injury for almost two years where I wasn't playing sports. And I'm so happy that I was at Cal Poly during that time, because if I was in a 10 by 10 room in LA, I would have been miserable just knowing myself. Yeah. So 
I had the beach and the mountains and, you know, Big Sur right there. Like I had so much to do at slow, whereas I would have, and for my personality type, it worked, but it would not have worked for me at UCLA. I would have ended up leaving regardless because I would have had that injury and then been like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. So that's my number one advice, I would say. Yeah, that's such great advice. And it's important to know, like, you know, what works for you might not work for someone else. And, and it's important to just take that into consideration. I know at Cal Poly, you played both beach and indoor volleyball. I mean, that's two division one sports, which is, is crazy, even though they're different seasons. Um, how did you find, you know, the balance between the two? And, and how did you find like motivation when you when you were just kind of, you know, you just didn't want to go to practice or you had a busy day or something like that? So I get that question a lot as well. And um, the more that I, now that I've been at Florida State and I've just done beach volleyball, right? Mm -hmm. I have learned that with my personality type, as we've been talking about this whole time, all like every answer that I bring to you too, I think is worth noting that like I've done so much self-reflection and self-growth and like I really do work on myself as much as possible just because I've watched my college experience and I've seen my mistakes and I've seen the things I've done well. And I think that there's like this weird misconception about people who have gone to three schools, like, oh my gosh, they couldn't, like, they couldn't handle one school or they're, they're too specific on what they need and blah, blah, blah. But for me, I, it just works for me and I'm learning from every experience. So none of it was wasted, but anyways. This is how I've come to the conclusion that playing two sports for me was by far a healthier option. Um, and obviously not physically because of my head injuries that I sustained, but like mentally, I am someone who is like, go, go, go. Like I need, I get so burnt out in high school. For example, I quit volleyball. My, I quit my senior year. I didn't play for my school. I didn't play for a club and I played soccer. I was like, I wanna be the soccer goalie. And they let me play soccer goalie and we went on to MELs and it was like the coolest thing ever. But that was, that's like my impulsive personality. Like I'm like, ah, I'm burnt out from this. And I just like, screw everything else. I'm going to do this. And (laughs) that's kind of how it felt when I was playing indoor and beach. It was like by the end of indoor season, I was so burnt out from indoor. I was like, I cannot wait to get into the beach. And then as soon as I got to the beach and I would play all the way through spring and summer, I was like, oh my God, indoor season's right around the corner, like thousands of fans in Mott Gym, I can't wait. So everything kept me on my toes and I'm like a forward thinker like that. Mm -hmm. And so now, um, and I guess that's how I like balanced it. Like, obviously there's the little things, it's like time management was really important. Having a healthy relationship with your coaching staff on both ends, who they talk to each other so they know they're not overtraining you, overworking you, like between indoor and beach, Um, you know, having open conversations where I'm like, look, I just got done with indoor season. I need like a two week break from lifting weights because if I just go straight into beach season and start doing the conditioning and blah, 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 my body's gonna, you're not gonna have me for the rest of the season because something's gonna get injured. So I was really good about having those conversations. And I think that a lot of people um, in collegiate volleyball 
have strained relationships with their coaching staff. And so it would make doing both sports really hard. And I think that's why so many programs have gone to like, you can only do this or you can only do that. Cal Poly is one of the only ones left in California that allows you to do both, truly do both, where you're like an indoor athlete in indoor season, a beach athlete in the beach season. So going to Florida State though, sorry, this is a long-winded answer, but I did my first off-season ever as a D1 athlete where I'm like in the fall, I was in an off-season. Yeah. And man, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, it's too far in the future for me to feel like I'm actually working towards anything. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, like I'm lifting all these weights and getting in the best shape of my life. And then I go to home for winter break and then I'm back and I'm, you know, in season, like, why wouldn't I just be playing games? Like, I just want to compete. And so, um, now looking back, I'm like, wow, playing two sports, I realized why I clung to that so tightly. And every coach that was like, no, we want you to do one or the other. I was like, well, that I'm not going like, I can't, I need both. So that was kind of how I balanced it. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you've mentioned this theme, but like, you know, reflecting on yourself and like what you wanted and what you need is, is so important. I think, you know, you've kind of got that in the bag, you, you know, like what your, your values are and what you want to want to do in college, which is awesome. Um, talking about Florida State, you guys played in the national tournament, which is awesome. And there's a lot of buzz about that, especially surrounding, you know, the NCAA and, and you know, resources and, and fans and all those limitations that they that they wrote about. Um, but can you talk a little bit about kind of the the what the statement the NCAA put out about the beach volleyball tournament and just kind of like your mindset surrounding that? Yes, the statement about the the limited fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was a really big, it was a big letdown. Like there was enough people at our home games, at all of the games that we went to at, um, LSU or South Carolina or wherever we were traveling that weekend, there was enough fans, more than 50% capacity, I would say. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you train for so long for something like the national championship and we're in Louisiana, which, or sorry, Alabama, where there is no law mandate for masks. There's no social distancing anymore. Like there was literally no rules. Every single bar is like packed to the brim. Every restaurant is packed to the brim and we're outdoors on a beach volleyball court and our family and friends can't even come to watch. And so it was just a big, like my heart went out to, I've been lucky enough to like be in that position before. And I've had, you know, my family has been able to watch me compete on so many different levels, but it was just heartbreaking for like seniors and, you know, people who have grinded through the last, the COVID year and, and trained this entire time for the NCAA to make a rule like that, which it's fine if all of their rules are like that, but they're not there was a lot of animosity towards the NCAA. I personally am not a fan of the NCAA. I've spoken out on Instagram. I've written them letters. They are manipulators and they take advantage of their athletes. And it's part of the reason why I have been kind of over college volleyball for a little bit. It's never about the team or the program. I'm just like the NCAA, I'm tired of being on their leash and I'm tired of them like muzzling their athletes when so many of them are fed up with the inequity. Yeah. So that's kind of where I stand on the topic. I also know a lot more about it than a lot of people probably because I'm 
in my sport management master's program and I concentrated in it as well at Cal Poly. Um, and I'm like, I want to go into the field of advocacy for women in sport. And so it really fires me up to talk about it because it just is so, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, we, as people start talking about it and, um, you know, we realize, you know, athletes are people too, you know, they deserve the resources, the time, you know, and, and, and all the fans to support them and watch all the hard work they put in. So hopefully we'll see stuff changing, but like, even with the women's softball world series, you know, there was so much going on with the timings they were playing at, you know, back to back playing like at 2am in the morning. It's, it's just, you know, crazy stuff. So hopefully we see some of that improve. Um, I have a few more, you know, questions for you. One is volleyball is, you know, I'm sure you've heard is like a game of mistakes, right? You know, you get points by either you make a mistake, other team makes a mistake, and it's all about kind of bouncing back and getting back in the zone. So like, let's say you shank a ball or like miss a serve. How do you personally, you know, get back in the zone and get back in that mindset of like being present and just ready for the next point? Like one error in between a bunch of good stuff for me never faces me. If yeah. it's like a double error or like a triple error, that's when I'm like, oh, whoa, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is like rare, I would say, but I usually can pin it down to me trying to, it's always like overcompensating. So I'm like trying to do too much, which means that I'm not putting enough trust or faith into my team or my partner. Mm-hmm. So that's like number one, if I feel that way, I'm like, okay, am I trying to do too much here? Am I trying to option the ball when my partner is fully capable of sliding out? I don't need to like make those errors. Or am I trying to, you know, get three aces in a row because we're down by two points? Like we are good enough team to score on defense. I don't have to ace the ball. And so that's kind of the inner conversation I would say that goes on in my head during errors. Um, And then the sec, so like, am I overcompensating? And then the second thing would probably just be like, I'm really good at timing the game, especially in beach, just through like learned practice. When you play so many games, it's like fixing the line, asking the ref to wipe your glasses off, like uh, taking the right time out at the right time. Yeah. Your partner when you need be like, Hey, I'm sorry. I, it, I think that like communication and like timing are the ways to get out of that mindset, you know, when people like are making errors and then they're clamming up and they pull away from their team or their partner and they make it really individual. That's when it's going to be the hardest. You're just digging yourself that like really deep hole. And even though it's a personal hole, you don't think you're sucking anyone down with you. I'm a big believer that like your energy determines like the entire environment around you. And there's so many people, my mom calls them blood suckers where they just like, are so in their own head about what they're doing that they're taking everyone down with them like slowly but surely and that has always stuck in my head from my mom and I'm like I will not be that person like I'll be the person yelling in your face to fire you up and get you mad at me before I'm the person that's like oh poor me I just made eight mistakes like someone help me like (laughs) that's just like not acceptable and I know that it's kind of a common thing so I I would encourage people to like, same thing, self-reflect in that moment. Like, is this helping? Am I, am I going to win the game from sulking in the middle of of the court? Probably not. Like, (laughs) and that goes like in like everything, not just in volleyball and sports, but like everyone feeds off your energy. So like, it's, it's so important. Yeah. Important. 
Um, okay. So I have like a couple fun questions before my like last question that I ask everyone, but do you have like a favorite TV show either you're watching right now or like a, a one that you've been like binging constantly? Um, okay. So my favorite TV show ever is Game of Thrones which I feel like is like the common answer, but I've watched it through three times and I'm uh, like so obsessed. <laughs> my favorite sitcom is Friends. And okay. I, yeah, I've that's like my sitcom. Like if I'm just putting something on in the background, it's always Friends. Um, and then I'm actually open to requests or um, recommendations for new TV shows. I have been so like, I'm in summer school right now and I, school has not stopped for me, nor has volleyball. Yeah. Um, I actually just moved into my Hermosa apartment that you're seeing in this beautiful background That's yesterday. <laughs> so I haven't watched that much TV, but those are my two like all time. Did you watch the Friends reunion? I haven't yet. I'm dying to watch oh, it. Oh, good. Watch it. it seem, like weird. Like, don't I need to like buy a subscription to something to watch it? Um, I, I mean, it was on HBO Max. I don't know if you have that. I, but that, but I watched I that and then it just like inspired me to watch the whole thing again. So I'm on like season three. I just restarted it. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. It's rewatchable for sure. Yeah, all day. Um, okay, like let's say you're you're getting fired up for a game for a tournament. What songs are on your pregame playlist? Mm. <laughs> I'm like the biggest G Easy fan. Okay. <laughs> and so I listen, which is like so dumb, but whatever. I'm from the Bay. I grew up when he was like <laughs> but now he's like older. I don't know. Like I don't know if people from the Bay listen to him anymore, but I, when I was like 16 and I was like yeah first car I was like g easy Gerald all the way so that's still kind of my thing I listen to like calm down by him which is a really good one yeah um, and then I do a lot of like EDM like house music so um recently losing it by Fisher and Wasabi <laughs> they're so dumb but like I got a few people on my team into it but I have like noise canceling headphones and I really am like the type of person where like even if the team is playing like blaring music on the bus I'm like I want my yeah like I need to be <laughs> I need to be listening to my music to get pumped up so yeah it's a good playlist <laughs> that's awesome um, okay. So my last question, I ask, you know, all the women that I interview this and I know, you know, you coach as well. You mentioned that you coach, so it's, it's, I guess it's kind of related to that, but, um, what do you think is the most important thing that we teach young women today? I would say the biggest thing that we teach young women today is to use their skills and their voice and their knowledge and my biggest thing is their intuition um to their advantage and like that's like a whole lot of stuff into one but I there's so many things that I could touch on but just like outside of sport and just like as a person I think that female energy is like seriously incredible it's like we are all goddesses who are like freaking magic walking around <laughs> and we have like so much natural intuition just like bio like based on biology like our intuition as women is so so strong and so correct like it's 
it's scary that our world shies us away from using that intuition in different ways. And so I would say that like people turning inward and trusting their gut and trusting that intuition, not they're scared. There's like a difference. There's your conscience, which is sometimes giving you like, oh, I don't know, like worried, paranoid opinions, but like your intuition, your gut feeling what you know in yourself to be truest, I think that people need to find that light and they need to follow it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is just like, it can't lead you in the wrong direction because if you're a good person, then that light is true. And it's like, it's gonna guide you to where you need to be, you know? And like, that sounds super vague and like super weird and random, but I've done like a lot of healing and spiritual work in, you know, my recovery from, my head injury where I had to essentially learn who I was outside of volleyball. If I could never have it back, who do I want to be? Where do I want to go? What do I want to accomplish? And asking all of those questions is something that I encourage athletes to do before their sport ends, like figure those things out and take that time to figure it out so that your world isn't collapsing on you as soon as you finish college or as soon as you finish your sport. So those are the two like things that I mean, the athlete thing kind of goes for everyone to figure out what you want to do. But the intuition thing, I think, is really prominent in women and female athletes. And um, a lot of us know what is right and what is wrong, just truly. But we're shied away from it because our voices can be, you know, dimmed down or I just don't want anyone to dim their light. Like, keep your light as bright as you possibly can. Listen to it. Fix it. Change the things that you want to change about yourself and don't be afraid of sharing that with people because everyone has stuff that they're working on and then follow it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I think if there's, you know, one big thing that I've learned from just talking with you for the past, like 20 minutes is just the importance of self-reflection and looking inwards. Um, You can really learn a lot from introspection and learning about yourself and making those important decisions. So, you know, once again, thank you so much for joining me and talking with me. This is awesome. And, you know, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. You had such good questions. This was such a lovely morning for me. (laughs) Thank you.